Hey Sam, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, <laughs> we, we won't go through our audio dilemmas on air. but No, um, no. People don't want to hear about our problems, Cal. No, they want to hear about their problems. <laughs> have, has anybody tweeted their problems at us, Sam? <laughs> uh, we do have some tweets this week. No one really has also, any problems. Just people I having really... thoughts on our thoughts, Cal, as per I, usual. I really... I don't want to open that floodgate of, like, people just, like, sending us their problems. Send in whatever problem. Can, tweet us no, at you Video get Shop fucked Pop. with that. Whatever problem you are having right now, Cal and I will solve it on air. Whatever no, the problem is. Shout it into the void. Get it, Get a ladder, get onto your house and yell at your neighbours. They um, want to hear it more than I do. I have my own fucking problems. So, for those who don't remember, the last two weeks we had Scooby-Doo and then we, uh, which was you and I, and then Brianna and I did an episode on Princess and the Frog. Uh, and we've cool. got a couple of tweets cool. relating to both. Now I've got some, okay. uh, now Brianne's going to answer some questions about one of the tweets and then you and I will talk about our ones. Um, okay, so, so Brianne is within earshot. Uh, yes, Brianne is <laughs> within earshot. Um, she <laughs> did not record this yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh good i just felt she awkward is not having not said hi <laughs> at uni where she should be um fair enough <laughs> so the first tweet we've got is from at foggy feather yep. he said i apologize for too many mid-episode tweets but that doesn't mean i won't keep doing it i haven't there seen is no s- such thing as too many mid-episode i tweets. Ag- i agree uh, I haven't seen Scoob, <laughs> so I probably won't have many thoughts this time round, though. Which is Boo, what uh, we discussed. No, don't watch Scoob. It's a bad time. It is the. It, it's a. It's a genuinely better version of the Mystery Inc. gang than Mystery Inc. Well, all right. So, the next tweet. <laughs> I've I've gone further. I've I've watched more of Mystery Incorporated since then, um, and yep. I was really hoping the 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 romance stuff would uh have subsided and kind of mellowed out by now um yep. and it hasn't it's nope. worse yeah it's it's way worse yep um so while i still very much enjoy the aesthetic of mystery incorporated the uh it's losing me it's losing me a little bit <laughs> uh so yeah that that was actually what foggy feather tweeted next on Mystery Inc., I don't have a problem with Fred as this lame guy who's just really into making traps. I do have a problem with the dirty jokes because uh, that makes it a little transphobic, which I didn't actually... It did actually occur to me, but the the term traps, yeah, that... And the fact that everyone's so disgusted by him being into traps is a little bit, uh... Yeah, a little bit problematic. I'd have to watch it again to... Because uh, I... I mean, the the disgust, as far as I remember, is just from, I can't believe you're not, like, you haven't got your head in the game about this mystery, you're just reading this book on traps. It's more Daphne's, like, I can't believe you like traps, I, you should like me. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it, <laughs> I'm just so sick of everyone being reduced to just cock-hungry, like, teenagers. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's that... All that romance stuff, the more I watch, is more problematic. They also make Velma just this... They strip yeah. out, hey, this really smart intellectual character that don't need no man to be... Yeah. To, like, 
bossing Shaggy around, and yeah, it, it just turns her into a bitch. Yeah, it's not. It's it's like she just becomes this asshole because she's not getting what she wants. The whole yeah, the, the to be. I, I know I was very positive about it. I think I was swept up in the aesthetic because again, the aesthetic of the show is great. But yeah, it's really um, it's it's leaving a, a bad taste in my mouth the more I watch it. So that's great. Uh, Foggy Feather's next tweet is um, The Harley Quinn animated series is genuinely very good I've been working through both seasons this week It's really funny It doesn't get bogged down in sticking to any established lore It just does its own thing And a lot of the characters are really compelling I agree Fair enough, I'd believe it 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 seems like a lot of people really like Harley Quinn And are really inspired by to like work with this relatively new character in the DC universe. Well, so, and this this show's yeah. done by the creators of the animated series. Nice. Which is the origin of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was invented for the animated series. So yeah. it's almost them returning to the character and going, "Hey, let's do a satirical hard R version of this character we invented." Mm. Because I don't think they sort of, I don't think they knew where that character was gonna go when they created mm. her. Because yeah. like, it sounds, it sounds like it was a really just a sort of we need to give the Joker someone to talk to, so he's not just monologuing to the camera, sort of character. Yeah. Like she's there purely for utility. And then they came up with like, well, how does this person meet the Joker? So here's this backstory about her psychiatry. Um, well, and then her and, break yeah. away from the Joker, so she's not just a character for the Joker, which is, I think, well, where people really got on board with the character. Yeah, and that naturally comes from just being around a bad guy and then making that character believable. Like, the the sidekick to a villain either becomes a villain themselves or turns good because they, uh, when given enough character development... There's only yeah. two real paths to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Harley Quinn show does, does just does all those kind of stories really well. Um, yeah. And it's very edgy with its violence. Um, but Which is good. But I, I, I enjoy it. Like, it's, it's almost... It's like, it's, like it's, it's edgy. I put the quotation marks around it. But it, it's, <laughs> it, feels, it all feels like satire to me. Because then this character's yeah. just biting other characters' heads off, for like, and I'm like, all right, this is fine. This is just the <laughs> world we're in. Yeah. This is normal and acceptable behaviour. There's a great episode of the animated series, um, if I recall correctly. Um, I'm, I've started rewatching the animated series, so if I don't recall correctly, I'm sure I'll correct myself in like eight episodes' time. But sure. there's an episode where Harley Quinn successfully captures Batman, and he's like, I got him, we can kill him. And the Joker's like, yeah. you fucking did what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, bitch I, didn't know her place. <laughs> I think we've discussed we've, we've discussed that. This episode It's th- one th- of my favorite bits in that. Yeah. Yeah. The Harley Quinn show is a good um opposite of that. It's her breaking away from that. It's very good. I highly recommend. It. It's only two seasons of like 12 episodes, so it's a breeze to watch too. Mm. Yeah. I, I would totally believe it. And I just, I love that, like, um, that assumption that she has that 
uh, that the goal is important for the sake of completing the goal, not for the sake of the game, the sake of... Yeah. Yeah, like, like she just clearly didn't understand the Joker on some level, and it can it so easily throws everything she thinks she knows about this guy into question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, the next tweet we have is related to... The next two tweets we have is related to Princess and the Frog. The first one's from At Goddamn Robots, who tweeted, yep. um, Yay, a movie I've actually seen. Yes. <laughs> we probably should be... Like, we've tried to be a bit upfront about some of the movies that we're going to talk about. We haven't um, uh, at all. But... but- but really, also, spoilers, lately. right? Like, here's a little hot tip for you. Uh, when you see what the episode's about, watch the movie, then listen <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> no one got time for that, Cal. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, the next tweet we then have, um, Brienne is briefly here. Um, Hello. To respond to that as well. Uh, it's from at Foggy Feather, and it says, um, Princess and the Frog is very good. Uh, Song of the South, I assume, is not, but it is pretty easy to find online. I probably won't ever watch it. And, um, you're right, Foggy, it is really easy to find online. I looked it up, I found it on YouTube, and there was some, 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 it's just real, real weird. I've never even bothered to try and look it up. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. The there's a scene with a young white boy. Doesn't exist online, I should say. And he's um and he's real good friends with the the black kid that works for his family. And I say works, slave? Um Not question mark. Period. Yeah. Exclamation point. Anyway, it's real really problematic based on like just that one scene i saw no the white um, kid is one of the people who owns the slave uh, and it's treated like oh we're just best friends isn't this a great time yeah look i it's 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 princess and the frog is great anyway song of the south doesn't exist anywhere that i care to access it fair enough do you have anything else um bummer movie yeah it is a bit all right bye brianne Bye. <laughs> have you watched Song of the South, Cal? I have not. Okay. Well, um, as you heard from Brienne and I just saying it that you were present for, um, <laughs> don't. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and look, it's just one of those things that, like, I just have no interest in. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't blame you. Even, like, just even for the sake of history, like, it's just it's sort of got nothing to do with with our culture in the in the same way like we have our own uh bullshit horrific you know <laughs> like Atroci- crazy cultural nonsense yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. like and it, it's hard enough dealing with those let's not take on america's bullshit as well <laughs> fair enough um and on that note i think that's all the tweets cool shall we play the music <laughs> Uh, y- <laughs> yes? Yeah, it's a rhetorical question, Sam. Play the music. Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast, about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. 
I'm your other host Sam, and today we are talking about Billy Zane, specifically movies you probably didn't know he was in, um, <laughs> and are not relevant to today at all. The man, the myth, the legend, the, the Billy Zane himself, the national treasure. The, the national treasure. Yes. It's what that movie with Nicolas Cage is based on, his actual life. His, his life is the value that... <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Point is, uh, Billy well, Zane is fucking amazing, fuck. and I love him in everything he's in. I do too. Where do we want to start with that, Cal? Cause so, so what we did this week, because <laughs> Billy Zane's filmography is a very big, it's a very yeah. big filmography. He's got it's a, a girthy huge, boy. huge filmography. Um, Correct. And, uh, and I was going to say something else, and I can't remember what it was. Um, and then you so we each... We each chose, I guess, our favourite Billy Zane movie. Would you say that? <laughs> I mean, so I I asked you to watch um, a movie that uh, is beloved from my childhood. Um, mm-hmm. and, that, and from nowhere else. That, yep. that happens to star Billy Zane. <laughs> yeah. Silence of the Hams. And I, I asked you to watch movie. a movie beloved from my childhood <laughs> called The Phantom. <laughs> Let's not go into the psychoanalysis of why we are different people. Um, <laughs> and, I got a really good which... story about why why I watched that movie as a kid, uh, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I I I guess do, do one, should we flip a coin to see who talks about their movie first? That's yeah, go on then. Do. Go on um, then. I got a coin here. It's a cool. it's a two pence. You know the a two tuppence. pence is like. Is this is one of the biggest coins they have here? That's outrageous <laughs> for a coin that's entirely useless. Anyway, um, heads or tails, Callan? Tails never fails, except Ooh. on this occasion, in which case it was heads. Boo. <laughs> so you get to pick, or you're yeah, going I... for? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, you, this is the problem with the coin flip every <laughs> single time. All right, we'll flip every the coin again. Time. Heads. No. Heads means that you that the person who won the last round goes first. Tails means the person who won the last round picks who goes first. The both uh, results could end up being the same person. I'm just gonna go first. <laughs> All right, now let's flip a coin. No, Cal, it's enough. I'll have no more of this of this nonsense. We're, we'll get to bloody um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead levels of bullshittery with the coin flips so before we talk about the movie the phantom mm. i want to talk about my granddad so uh, these two <laughs> things are like inseparable to me now uh do you know do you know my granddad's love of the phantom I- i've seen his big ass crystal skull <laughs> <laughs> in the so t- he, not, but yeah crystals he's got a big bust of the phantom that has That's like light it. up uh, you light a candle in it and the eyes glow Love it. Um, he also wears a phantom ring all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just in case the other, just in case the three skulls are ever united. He calls himself the Phantom a lot. <laughs> um, he used to. This is a very distinct memory from my childhood. He had a bunch of like business cards he printed out that was an image of the Phantom and the quote. Um, Something. It was a quote from the Phantom. I don't remember what it, what it was exactly. 
but it was he used it as a calling card. So if he'd come around to your house and you weren't home, he'd just he'd put it in your door. <laughs> and you'd like get home and there'd be this card from the Phantom and you'd be like, ooh, the Phantom. <laughs> but also, it means GD was here. Um, and he um, bought me this movie on VHS, I'm pretty sure, as a kid. So, <laughs> yes, I'm fifth in line for the for the throne of the Phantom, according to him. Sure. Because you got... Oh, no, I'm, I'd be third now. I'm third, I think. Because it's, it's, it's my mum and... Uh, and my uncle, and then it's me, because I'm the oldest grandchild. Go for me. <laughs> Go for Sam. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Um, we love a granddad story on this podcast. When was uh, my, my granddad... What was uh, the Australia Day episode? Like, a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, and... But he's he used to be a pretty consistent character in the background of especially Dice Hard. It, yes. In the sense that every every time we'd go and record a die side, we'd stay at your granddad's place. Yeah, ca- in the canon, he he had very uh, a very strong presence. Mm. Um, so on that note, it, it's probably worth mentioning that the longest running um, Phantom comic book publication is in Australia, and it's Ooh. Australia's best selling comic book. <laughs> Fair enough. It's been running consistently since I had the facts up before. Where are they? Uh, since 1948. Jeez. And this movie is a co-production between Australia and the United States. So Australia has always had a big stake in um, the Phantom like comics and character. There's also right. um, our good friend Alex from Dice Hard, speaking mm-hmm. of Dice Hard, yeah. uh, has made, made a board game based on the Phantom with a friend of his and have got the secured the actual rights for that. It's being nice. crowdfunded. You can add, and it looks great. You got like you know they got the little little figures, um, big board. It replicates one of the missions. Oh, sorry, right. one of the comic book stories. Cool. Arcs. Um, uh, I can't remember which one it is, but I'll link it in the description below. Um, because it's a really cool looking game. I look forward to getting it done. It's been delayed, obviously, as everything has with COVID. Uh, but they're doing an official Phantom game, which is very cool. That is very cool, and Alex makes some great shit in general. So. Yeah, so it should be um, it should be great, and yeah. they, they they um got the comic book artists that some of the original ones that do the art for the comics did all the artwork for the that's, game. Yeah, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's sick. I, I highly recommend checking it out. And having said all that, Kel, what do you think of the Phantom movie? I well, I really really enjoyed this film. <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. <laughs> It was so dumb, but played yes. so sincere. Yeah. And Billy Zane just being, like, this all-around, like, truly good guy is yeah. is rare for him. <laughs> At yeah. least in the yeah, roles yeah. that I've seen I was going to say, I- I've seen him not be a, a genuinely nice person. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll probably touch on the Titanic, but that's a good example of him not being a nice guy. Mm. Um, um, yeah. Like, at one point, he's chasing the bad guys near the end of the film, and he's like, he runs past a woman and knocks her purse out of her hands, and, like, stops and picks it up for her and goes, I'm, I'm, I beg your pardon, and then keeps going. <laughs> and they play I know. it totally straight. <laughs> yeah, because it's none of it's played for... I mean, there are some jokes in there, but it's not played for laughs. It's played for some... here's this sincerely yeah. good character. He's just an all-round, like, super good guy. And, like... Oh, there's some. There are some lines in here that are super, super clever. 
um and and i'm just not at all like laid out like a joke they're not set up with a with a punchline at all it's just that oh you could read that line in a different way that is funny yeah like when uh, uh i can't remember her name when the leading lady is being flirted to by the, the guy that her yes when, when diana's being flirted with by the the guy that her mum clearly wants her to be interested in um <laughs> yeah and she just like, and he asks what in what's in her sandwich and he and she just sort of looks him in the eye and says baloney and as <laughs> if everything that he has just said to her is baloney like yeah it's it's just there's no setup for that joke and it's clearly like it's clearly intentional but it's it's not like uh oh well like all the shit that you've been saying sassy bloody you know, it, I'm eating bologna like all the shit you've been spewing. Like it's not, it's not meant to be like snarky and sarcastic. It's just yeah. clever and under the surface. Yeah, uh, and is and is yeah funny as a result. Mm. Um, I really that that's the thing as well. All the characters in this are really fun to watch. Yeah, um, and they all have a thing. Uh, I really like. Um, I forget the character's name now. It, uh, but it, she's the, um, like the, the character's name, the the second in command to, um, to like the the leader of the pirate group who's yeah, working Zeta, for the bad guy, Catherine Zeta Jones. Is that who's her? The, yeah, man, I don't, I didn't even recognize her, and I don't entirely know why. As soon as you said it, I'm like, of course. And she's in charge of this like all female pirate group. Mm, yeah, um, which is a fun idea in of itself, and they like fly in and hijack this plane um and she's all like i'm gonna murder people and then at the end is like maybe i won't murder people Mm. Mm. yeah she sort of like just comes around on her own you know and and it's believable she has no character development to lead up to that point besides watching other people do bad things to diana yeah yeah that's i headcanon is that she's in love with Diana. That's just me. <laughs> By the end, I thought that's where they were going to go. <laughs> yeah. It it feels like if the movie had been made now, they would have done that. It was maybe... Mm. It was too early for 1996. They weren't ready for such an outlandish idea like two women being together. But... Well, you've got to carry on the the lineage of the Phantom. So, it... Yeah, you know, you have to have the leading lady get with the leading man. Of course, of course. Um, the only the, the the saddest part of this movie is Billy Zane was signed on to do three. Yeah. Um, but the movie didn't do well at the box office, and they yeah. never made another one, which is very sad. And look, some of this movie's visual effects were as bad as Shark Boy and Lava Girl, or <laughs> <laughs> the volcano um, at the end. Looked oh, it's so bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was like um, the the mustache removal in Justice League level bad. <laughs> but then there was also some like really good stunt work. Oh yeah, like a lot of the horse chase stuff. Even the plane that that plane sequence where they drop onto Hero. Yeah. Um, there's some, obviously, some stuff that's reprojection in there, but then there's also, like, you cut back to a shot and you're like, they must have just done that for real, because yeah. I can't see any of the seams. <laughs> and, like, um, oh, what else was it? There was I've never something... seen Tom Cruise jump out of a plane and land on a horse. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> but I've seen Billy Balls Zane do it, court. damn it. Balls in your court, Tom. <laughs> yeah, bloody Billy Zane's watching a Mission Impossible movie like, yeah, righto, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> uh, um, oh, I'm trying... Uh, the, um, the scene with the car on the bridge. Where, yeah. as far as I could tell, that was really just a car really on a bridge really over a cliff. Yeah, yeah. It all looked very, very good. Um, I liked the bad guys. I, li- I liked all those bad guys too, because they were kind of like, hey, here are some Indiana Jones-ish guys. But mm. also, they're definitely the bad guys, and they made the kid drive across the bridge. And then they're like, I mean, well, that does make sense, because he's the lightest. I don't think his tiny amount of weight would have made that much of a difference, Cal. Well, that's what I mean. Like, be- because because he's the lightest, he's adding the least amount of weight to the car, so he's the mo- think, most likely to get it over the bridge. I think they did it because they're a bunch of scaredy poos. Well, that, but like, and also like the 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 lead bad guy, the guy with the tattoo on his arm, um, mm. he the Sing like, Brotherhood, yeah, Sang, Sang Brotherhood, Sing, yeah. So when. When all the other bad guys are like, ah, we should just kill the kid. And he's like, no, 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 he might be useful. Uh, you know, like, you could you could almost tell that this guy sort of had a bit of a heart to him. That, that he wasn't entirely a prick. Until he <laughs> kept talking about how he stabbed this guy in the back. <laughs> I stabbed yeah. him in the back. I, like, I really got it in there. Why is he not dead? He should be so dead. But like, That's his character. But that's like a sort of... I, I almost got a lovable scoundrel sort of vibe from this guy. I could have seen him, you know, as a Han Solo type. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, The like the... I, I would see the actor doing that as a role. My my point is that every character in this movie was likeable, including the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Zender Drax. We haven't spoken about Drax yet. <laughs> Man, what a name. <laughs> it's a... It's a... It's a big boy name, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bloody yep that's an underpants that go all the way up to your ankles what am i even and saying at, that's i was a... gonna say and at the end of, of the island is like Z- zendo drax blah, blah 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 begins and ends in the letter x it's like <laughs> yeah we we get it yeah it's it's a big boy name. <laughs> it's a big boy name we get it also it was funny to see somebody called quill and drax in <laughs> <laughs> in the ah, same movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eat your heart out, Guardians. Mm. Fake, fake series, fake film <laughs> series. Um, yeah. No, I and like, I was sort of, I was a bit worried that at the end, um, the um, the the actual pirates were get, just going to take over as the villains, and that we yeah. weren't going to get the proper like send off of of Drax and Quill. Nope. And then, yeah, and then they actually do it. As as terrible as the visual effects are, it uh, it was quite good. Some of it looks alright. I don't. I didn't mind that uh, all the skulls coming out of the bag and floating away. Mm. That looks pretty <laughs> bad. Um, the the beam struggle, uh, like these tiny laser beams, <laughs> like because the laser beams look terrible, but the way they cut through the the handrail looked and great. sparked against it looked awesome. <laughs> Like, well, all I the can practical only, elements were amazing. I was going to say, I can only assume that was practical. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, they did everything they possibly go- could practically and filled in yeah. the gaps with CG. And yeah. the, the while it looks amazing all around, you can see those gaps, but I almost don't mind because it's so the movie is so pulpy. Like, mm. it's clearly meant to be 
like one of those um, yeah. 70s, sorry, 70s, like 1917s pulp, <laughs> you know, pulp well, yeah, movies. It, well, it was, yeah, it, like, even the movie starting with the, the text on the screen for those who came in late, and then it gives yeah. you the backstory. Like, that's so, uh, so those old um, serialized um, things. And, yeah, it just, it, it was the most comic booky movie <laughs> that I've seen in a long time. How did you like the uh, the Phantom suit? I mean, it's it's terrible, <laughs> but but it doesn't but, look too bad considering it's ripped literally straight out of the comic. Well, and because it, it's the sort of thing that like you can tell how they would do it now. You could see the Man of Steel version of this suit. Yeah, where all it's all CGI. textured and <laughs> no, I said Man of Steel, not Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but no yeah, underpants. He... It's like a dark purple, like so dark it's almost black. Yeah, yeah, like it's a it's a ninja suit rather than. And a, then the whole movie's in black spandex. and white. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> this would work really well as a black and white thing. It would. Um, it's it's the Phantom's a funny character because he hasn't really come. Like we haven't got another movie of the Phantom, and I'm I'm almost surprised at that because he was well, in like. The Defenders of the Earth um, cartoon. Is that... Uh, did you ever see that? No. Def- Defenders of the Earth? Nope. No. No. It, it was... So, because the Phantom, Flash Gordon, and I think there was another character... There are another couple of characters, but Flash Gordon and Phantom were the two big ones that I know. Um, were both comic strips in this newspaper by right. these, this same publisher. And they combined them and uh, and made it into a cartoon series that Marvel then also made into a comic book run. Right. So it's technically Marvel. <laughs> it was Marvel. A Marvel, like it was like a uh, you know they like leased the characters um, almost. But it, so like they're Marvel in the same sense that the Kool Aid Man is is a Marvel character. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I don't recognize. I'm looking at the. Um... Uh, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page, and I don't recognize any of the characters in here. It's so. an old show. It's a mm. really old show. Uh, um. But um, but yeah, like so b- because this one did bad, and then in like later on, there were things like uh, like Disney's uh, The Lone Ranger, um, and uh, um, and the Green Hornet. And those sorts of movies that were like all based on these like really old comics, um, yeah. And none of them did well. <laughs> yeah. So like I can I can sort of understand why like bringing back those pulpy characters would just not really work the same way. But that's uh, fair enough. And like you look at the old, but it's it's a we almost should have done like a Phantom Flash Gordon episode. Um, mm. Well, because we we haven't did spoken new... about Billy Zane in a real long time. Um, <laughs> we mostly talked about the movie. That's fine. Um, there's a there's a. I, I've just read a really interesting tidbit though on the fandom Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, apparently, during World War Two, soldiers received care packages containing comics, um, right. and the soldiers stationed in Papua New Guinea shared the comics, um, and the fandom became extremely popular among local tribes. And the Papano right. people who could read English would read the stories and share the images um, with others. Um, and the comics were like uh, widely available um, by the 70s there. 
and the nice. and the character's image, the face of the Phantom, is often painted on ceremonial shields and alongside other tribal art. Man, that's really which cool. Is, <laughs> which is referred to apparently as tribal pop art. I would have to yeah. do a lot more research on that, but I kind of want to now because that sick. is really, really fascinating. Mm. No, that is awesome because it just reminds you that like it's the same as someone going and getting a Phantom like tattoo. Yeah. Or yeah. anything like that. Like, w- we all do this shit. Like, and it's, it's like, this inherently human thing. Yeah. Well, uh, and there's something yeah. interesting there as well. Because, like, while few could read English, the images were universal. Which is a, mm. something that's very... About comics that makes them very um, global. Well, and that's, like... Um, comic books are, like, one of the best ways to learn a second language. Mm. Like, because it can show you the context of... Of what's of actually words. happening, yeah, yeah, um, and so you get to understand what is figurative and what's literal, and yeah, like it's a, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good, yeah, it's yeah, a good thing to do. Um, so and also, and on a final note, Billy Zane is really quite charming as the Phantom. Oh, he's so good. And yeah, like, there's that. One bit, though, where he's like, I'm rescuing you, so I'm going to lead the way, and then immediately leads her outside and gets beaten the shit out of by a bunch of guys. <laughs> yeah, they all just instantly get jumped. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? But <laughs> do, you, do you like the wolf? Do you like his wolf? Devil? It's fine. Didn't really do a whole lot, but it was, hey, it was hey, good. Hey, that wolf, that wolf went and spoke to the horse and brought the horse to the plane, <laughs> Cal. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that bit. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be dead without the wolf. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's really dumb, but I thought that was Brianne's favourite bit of the movie too. She's like, bring back the bring back the horsey and the wolfie. God damn it. Um It's so good. Great film. Ten out of ten stars. Would recommend. Well, I- because it's the sort of thing that I would love to see now. Like, when... Yeah. It, the, the concept of, like, a, a Flash Gordon movie now, like, not not necessarily a reboot or a, or a sequel, or, like, just, just another Flash Gordon movie. Yeah. Like, it, it, I think everyone would just be like, yeah, cool, that, that sounds like a, a generally good idea. It's like, just don't fuck it up. But, like, if you just went, yeah, Chris Hemsworth is Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, here you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people I'd, would go I'd and see that, that movie. Yeah. Yep. So, and you you could so easily do like a movie as good as that movie with with the Phantom and have Billy Zane playing the dad character. I would love that the uh, as ghost the dad. ghost that he's speaking to. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Zane is Ghost Dad in the Phantom Twenty Twenty. In, in the Phantom Twenty Twenty. <laughs> yeah, I back it. Yeah. yeah, no, I would totally, I would totally watch that, it, and it'd be interesting. To see the fandom in a contemporary time, though I do very much enjoy the like twenties aesthetic that he lives in, mm. and I, I, I like that bit where Drax is like, "I'm not going to worry about some guy half the world away," and then out of the cab <laughs> steps, <laughs> paying Kit. the cab driver with opals and shit. Hilarious. And then they play it so straight that nobody recognizes him when it's so obviously. It's him. Sh- be. I mean, at the end, Diana's like, yeah, 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 Kit. And he's like, But he takes off the mask and his eyeliner disappears. <laughs> but also, like, Kit just straight up, like, gets dragged off into the other room and then is gone 
from yeah. from her perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, I just saw the Phantom after I, you know, that other guy that yeah. was there disappeared. Don't worry <laughs> about that anymore, though, because the Phantom's here. <laughs> yeah, like nobody went. Oh, it turns out that kid guy was the fucking Phantom. Who knew? <laughs> like it's, no I, one. No one, no one connects though. I don't even know why he felt the need to dress as the Phantom. It's not like he's hiding some superpower he has. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, or, or like it's, it's not even like he's trying to. Like he knew that the other guy, like, because if it was like playing with, um, with Quill's head, of mm. like, hey, I'm the guy that you thought you killed twice. Fucking yeah. here I am, bitch. <laughs> not dead. Like that could be funny. Uh, but that's yeah. clearly not what he was trying to do and not really part of the story. Um, I agree. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was. It was just so that way they could make the stunt double wear the suit and make it easier to do that. Of course, of course. <laughs> and also um, to have him in the phantom suit by the end of the movie because he just clings onto the plane, doesn't he? And just, like, yeah. sleeps hanging onto the plane as they fly for a couple yep. hundred thousand kilometres. Yeah, God damn it! <laughs> would have been, would have been, would have been cold. Been a cold oh, boy time. It. No temperature controlled um, suit, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's Upgrade what it does. That shit. That's why it has to come up to your your buddy ears. God damn it! Um, I I I do enjoy that he's also just a guy. Like, there's no superpowers. Um, they give him powers in some other versions. I think in Defenders of the Earth, he does have some like super strength power stuff. But in well, the, there but are... in most versions, he's he's just a guy with no powers, and like people just think he's immortal because yeah. guys keep dressing as him. <laughs> well, and there's um, so there's there's two things that I think you could argue are he, uh, powers that he demonstrates in this movie, and like one is like a spider sense. There are definitely times during choreographed fight scenes where he doesn't look at the guy and just like punches out to the side of him and catches the guy that's coming up behind him or. Or whatever, like there are just times when he has uncanny awareness of what's going on. Um, except for all the times he's got his back to someone and they shoot at him and miss, and then he goes, (laughs) 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 What was Um, that? (laughs) And the other one is uh, being able to, like, uh, like the the other thing is that other people don't recognize him when he's in the suit. So, Uh... my. My pitch on what his powers should be is some sort of mild form of telepathy. Oh, interesting, interesting. Where he he can somewhat read the mind of the people that he's fighting and he sort of he knows when they're going to attack and whether and like can mess with their their brain a little bit and make them think that his face isn't what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Just a very mild like- Charles Xavier sort of twist on him could be cool. Mm. The, the the final the final uh, question I have is: Do you like how instead of shooting anyone, he just shoots the weapons out of their hands? <laughs> the the lengths they went to in this movie to make it PG were a little bit crazy. Because uh, I love that, like when he's riding on horseback in the opening sort of action scene, and he shoots the big Tommy gun out of somebody's hand. It's like cool. That's like a big target. I can like a skilled marksman could do that. Yeah. Like that was sort of cool, and then it just sort of kept happening. <laughs> but also, he's I love that he's like 
swords out of people's hands. I love that he's like, I'm a supernatural force of nature, the immortal phantom, the ghost that walks. I'm going to pull out my guns and <laughs> shoot you in the face with my guns because I'm no, a no, no. Spoopy, shoot, spoopy man. Sh- shoot you in the hand. Shoot you in the hand with my gun. <laughs> Never kill. I'm a only ghost. Wound. Bang bang. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Uh, but uh, we, but we love it. And the fa- it's it, the Phantom's like a precursor to the superheroes because he he yeah. he's that bridge between the pulpy heroes of you know Flash Gordon, you know adventurers. Mm. But he and he's just before the 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 the, the skin tight. Underwear on the outside, <laughs> Superman. So you know he's well, he's that little bridging because he's basically uh, Zorro and Green Arrow, sort of. Yes, yeah, yeah, Zorro as well. There's a little yeah. bit of Zorro in him. Yeah. Um. Shall we talk anyway. about another Billy Zane movie? Yes. <laughs> when did you last watch Silence of the Hams, Kel? Oh. Like, when I lived in Bendigo, so, like, a few years ago now, but, yeah, I've watched it as an adult. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's so fucking bad, Cal. It's so bad! <laughs> but, Sam, yeah, I don't think you quite got some of the intricacies of the jokes. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I did. He, he played a cop called Joe D. Foster. <laughs> and when he was doing pull-ups on the tree, Sam... He was actually just bench pressing a branch. And when he gets ready for work in the morning, he grabs a banana and puts it in his gun holster. And then pulls his gun out of the fruit bowl and goes to work. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so bad. There are some satire movies, like Flying High or Airplane, that are really witty and clever... Um, and tell really, uh, tell really intelligent and sometimes stupid jokes, but they serious. are creative. Don't call me Shirley. Um, yeah, like it's witty and it's like I have a drinking problem. Uh, it's funny. It's a visual <laughs> gag, and it's it's witty. It's clever. Mm. Um, in mm. Silence of the Hams, it's the opposite of that. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. the opposite of wit and the opposite of funny and mm. the opposite of entertaining. Um, (laughs) but Sam right when the clock tower strikes in the in the dead of night at the scene of the crime um, it turns out that it's on someone's wrist and it's a watch that's the joke (laughs) I mean you're telling me it's a joke Kel that's the only thing I have to go on and when he says it's a joke and when the and when the bad guy says he's making the beds he's literally building new bed frames He's, he's literally making the beds. Yep. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I did get it. And, and, uh, bloody, oh, what's his name? The guy who plays the, the, the Hannibal Lecter character. Yeah. Oh, he's just tremendous in everything, isn't he? <laughs> in nearly everything, oh. Cal. Oh, nearly everything. God damn. So... <laughs> Really, I'm a I'm a little bit sorry that I made you watch this movie, but also, oh, yeah. but also, it's it's so it so encompasses, oh, like I because it it fits this unique niche within the slapstick over the top crazy bullshit comedy genre 
that like it's it's the line that the Leslie Nielsen movies walk so perfectly, and this movie so doesn't. <laughs> it leapt over it and then took a shit on it my face. Just, it jumps the sharks, like all of them, and then every the single shark, they all lined up, and then the it, movie it, it jumped jumps over them. every single one of them. It's so dumb. Like uh, it. Ah, uh, I. <laughs> I realise now that there's nothing to say. Nope. I mean, there are some really outdated jokes. Some Mm. really, like, transphobic, racist, sexist kind of jokes in there. Um, Sure, but that's that's in everything of a certain age. Well, yes, I would have liked any of the other jokes around those bad jokes to then be funny, to offset it. (laughs) Cal, this movie has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Why are we pulling poor Billy Zane's name through the mud? Because we needed the full spectrum of dumb Billy Zane. We needed, uh, we needed to get the best dumb Billy Zane thing and the worst dumb Billy Zane thing all at once. Uh, oh. Oh. Um, oh, it's so good. One of Billy Zane's most famous roles was Match in the movie Back to the Future. Which sure. uh, uh, which was one of the uh, henchmen. He's in the first and the second Back to the Future movie. Yep. So he's not in That's the good one. Have... <laughs> the third one's real good. Yeah. Yeah. They're all pretty good, though, aren't they, Cal? They're all pretty good. I mean, yeah, but the third one's the best one, though, isn't it? It's Time one of, train. Uh, I think it's one, three, two, personally. Time That's my. Train. Yeah, I get it. Time train. Just I, I, I just I just ticking over to Billy Zane's um, <clears throat> filmography because I thought we yeah. might do a little bit of a little bit of a skim, see if we've a seen bit, anything bit of, else. A bit of actual research. So bef- but and before we move entirely on from Silence of the Hams, sure, please, please watch it, people. Like, please. no, no, don't <laughs> because watch it. I need I need other people to understand what I've been through. <laughs> Honestly, it it's borders the sort on... of movie. On child that drives abuse. you a little bit mad, <laughs> and I love it. Um, sorry, go on. Um, the the thing I wanted to say just real quick on the fandom is maybe it would have done better in cinemas if the poster didn't have in big comical level uh, letters "Slam Evil" as its tagline. <laughs> Fuck evil. Fuck evil. Yeah. Um, um. So. The, the the movies that Billy Zane is known for in his top in, in the little thing at the top of Wikipedia, you know the little thing where it's like these are the movies the person's most known for, blah blah blah. Yeah. First one is of course Titanic. Yeah, of course. Um, so Billy Zane was in Titanic. He played the bad guy who decides to just start murdering people like <laughs> with a gun at, at yeah. like a a quintessential moment on the as the, as a as a boat sinking. That's his priority. Mm, like he just goes full mad, man. <laughs> yeah, um, love it. Yeah, uh, he's really he, he he's a bit one dimensional. One to the other, like all the characters in Titanic, he's a bit one dimensional. But yeah. uh, he's clearly having fun. His mass mustache twirling, you know. He he, he like <laughs> he pays off someone to get on the boat um, at the end, and he survives because he's a coward. Um, <laughs> he's a character that people love to hate. And that's that's his job in that movie, and he does it very well because you're meant to love Jack. 
and I saw a few like because I did a little bit of YouTubing, you know, here and there of like other roles that he's done, and like more modern Billy Zane, like bald Billy Zane, and a little yeah. bit chubby Billy Zane, like because he's still like a, a relatively fit looking dude. Yeah, like, he is. He he could do quite a good kingpin if we didn't already have a great I, kingpin. I, I, I'd see him do a kingpin. Mm. Um, another movie he was in is called Dead Calm, which, having read the description, I wish we'd watched for this. Um, <laughs> right. But it's it's Sam Neill, Nicole Kidman, and Billy Zane, and they're the only Ooh. three people in the movie, basically. They're the only three Ooh. credited. Um, That's pretty interesting. And it's based on a novel... Um, it's uh, it's an Australian thriller, um, and the film focuses on a married married couple who, after the tragic loss of their son, are spending some time isolated at sea when they come across a stranger who has abandoned a sinking ship. Right. Um, which I, I, I very much enjoy that description. It's an Australian <laughs> movie, so I'm on board. Sam Neill is amazing. Um, Maybe we'll do a part two of a person cast for the first time. Yeah, maybe we'll do a Billy Zane part two at some point. Mm. Um, he was a voice in Kingdom Hearts. He had a guest... He had a... Uh, I think it was a reoccurring guest role in Twin Peaks. Did you ever watch Twin Peaks? No, partly because I like I knew it was something that like you're sort of really supposed to pay attention to. Yeah. and And has a lot of like passionate fans so i wanted to sort Very. of watch it properly i watched the first season mm. i thought this is amazing the first episode of season two was an hour and a half <laughs> and i was like i'll come back to this later yeah and i never did that was three years ago <laughs> fair enough um so there's there's also a movie that he produced um in 1998 called i woke up early the day i died interesting which is, uh, it's based on a script by Ed Wood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and and apparently, like, it's a silent film. And, like, uh, yeah, apparently it's it's a, it's a parody on bad filmmaking, according to the Wikipedia page here. Um, but, yeah, apparently that was a sort of, like, passion project for him. Cool. Like, he really wanted to do it. So maybe maybe that's the other one that we should watch if we do another Billy Zane episode. But apparently he's also in Tombstone, which is, like... Um, yeah. Oh, which is Best Boys, like real big one. What's his name? Oh fuck. The uh the the uh the 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 best Batman, uh who isn't. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. No, no, no. Like live action Batman. Michael um, Keaton. No. Um, ben Affleck. Val Kilmer. <laughs> Robert Battenbat. No. George Val Clooney. Kil- Val Kilmer. Bat Kilmer. Mm. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Tombstone is Val Kilmer's, like, big fucking movie, I think. Right. And I love Val Kilmer. <laughs> Fair enough. Mostly because he was in an incredibly dumb movie called Top Secret. Of course he was. Which which perfectly walks the line of, of incredibly dumb slapstick comedy. Um, like, it's, like, when it is legitimately way, way, way better than, um, um, than Silence of the Hams. It, it's, it's proper... Um, airplane level good. Um, <clears throat> this is another movie to add to the list because it looks fucking awful. It's called Danger Zone. <laughs> He's a co-producer, <laughs> right? Uh, and it and he co-stars in it with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> From 1996, <laughs> so this is pre uh, pre rehab Downey Jr. 
Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Man, I haven't I haven't seen that much Danny Jr. that wasn't um like that isn't Marvel. Um mm. oh, what oh, have he's... I seen? I saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang a little while ago. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um He's in uh Weird Science, Chaplin. Um He was on um he was on Charmed for a little you know bit. What this isn't a person cast off. Uh, who, who is it not? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. So yeah, we should correct. talk about Billy Zane. Um, yeah, sorry. Billy Zane was in Charmed, and he sings a song, and he's very good. He sings a, he sings a song very well. That's uh, um, another YouTube you, clip I saw. Uh, <laughs> Billy Zane was in a movie we did for Brianuary once. Oh, yeah? What was um, that again? Pocahontas 2, Journey to the New World. Oh, yes. I was, I was skimming past that, yeah. It was like John Rolfe or whatever. Um, yep. We I did talk about you... that on a podcast. You can go listen to it if you want. He has I been in tons of stuff, Billy Zane, hasn't he? He's Scorpion King heaps. 3 for some reason. Um, probably for the paycheck. Probably. He's in a short film called Billy Zane Thinks Zane's Tweets Are About Him. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was in Zoolander as as himself. As himself, yep. Um, I um, haven't. I, I watched Zoolander once, and it immediately fell out of my head because that movie's terrible. Yeah, it's not very um, good, is it? <laughs> but it didn't stick in my head like other awful movies do, like Silence of the Hams did. So bad, Cal. So bad. <laughs> um, what else have we got here? He's been in a bunch of television too. Um, so he voices Jason Blood. In the new Batman Adventures. Speaking of Batman the Animated Series earlier. Right. Um, as I said before, he was in five episodes of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Robot Chicken. Yeah, but everybody's been in Robot Chicken. He probably Everyone played... has. He probably played his Titanic character. Like you said, he was in three episodes of Charmed. He was in an episode of Community. I actually rewatched his scenes before this. Because they're pretty right. it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> he, plays, he plays the Honda boss. To go into uh, okay. this plotline requires a lot of context, but basically, Britta falls in love with a man named Subway, who is the physical personification of Subway. Subway is taken from her because Subway will not stand for a relationship. Not the man, the company. He returns as a representative of Honda, who is guerrilla marketing Honda products, and the boss of Honda is... Uh, Billy Zane. Okay. <laughs> that made no sense if you haven't nope. uh, if you haven't seen it. Um, nope. He's in an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I don't know which one. Tweet us. That would have made Bob very happy. Bob tweet is a us, big Billy Zane fan. It's because they tweet us at tweet us Boo Mowgli, um, <laughs> and he's in two episodes of The Boys as himself. The Boys. The Couple Boys. Babies with the Boys. Yeah, not them boys. Other boys. Live in that big house with all those boys. Have a bit of cake. Put it in Tupperware. Um, anyway, <clears throat> sorry, go on. Yep. Yeah, Billy Zane. <laughs> thumbs up from me. He gets a big old <laughs> thumbs up. Except for Silence of the Hams. Big old thumbs down. Okay, uh, speaking of thumbs downs, uh, apparently he's in Holmes and Watson as himself. <laughs> what? The the um, John C. Riley, yeah, uh, I know. Farrell uh, but it movie takes place where they in the... play. Um, yeah. No, I, it takes I, place in the I, past. Does it? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Why would I watch that? <laughs> Garbage, Cal. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It might take place in the present. <laughs> or, I don't know, it, 
It's just another man called Billy Zane who looks like Billy Zane and is played by Billy Zane. Apparently it's a homage to his role in Titanic. Of course. <laughs> Which I'm sure he's sick of homaging at this point. Apparently not enough. Hugh Laurie's in this movie. How did they get all these funny people and make a really terribly unfunny movie? Okay, see, because here's what you do, right? You get a bunch of funny people, you don't give them a script, and you make ghost... I mean, uh, <laughs> Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Everyone mm-hmm. knows that, that Ghostbusters needed a script. You can tell which jokes were written because they're the funny ones. <laughs> Because Ghostbusters... Yep. Anyway, we, we've spoken at length about Ghostbusters. So, apparently he's playing Marlon Brando in a movie called Waltzing with Brando. That's oh, yeah. not out yet. Okay. That's that's a big role. That's a hard role. As hard as the Phantom, though? Well, I mean... <laughs> no. <laughs> the Phantom is the hardest boy. Um, Look at them abs. He is the hardest boy. Yeah. Like, they're not missing when they shoot him. It's just bouncing off him. Um, um, but yeah, so it's, I, I love that, um, biopics are becoming sort of more mainstream. Yeah. Cause I don't know very much about Marlon Brando besides like Simpsons level references. Like I hear a lot oh, yeah. of people talking about the impact that he had on the film industry. And I, th- was he in the movie version of Streetcar Named Desire? Is that who I'm thinking of? Uh, possibly. I do not know. I don't know. I really don't know anything about the guy, but me either. I'm I'm super keen to um to, to, like, to see what well, to see Billy Zane in a serious biopic on the levels of Cal, Rocket Cal, Man Cal, or Cal. He's already been in a serious biopic that yeah. was better than Rocket Man. Yeah, Titanic. Ah, uh, of course. The biopic <laughs> all of the about characters the actual in which man were all who was just straight on... up murdering people. <laughs> Yeah. As the as the ship goes down, of course. Yeah, you got to read the true story of Titanic. It's on my blog at thetruestoryoftitanic.com. It's a Twitter okay. handle and a website. Don't think about it. Okay, going back briefly to his uh, his stint on Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Um, he played P.T. Barnum in that. Oh, was that who, who it was? Yeah, who's the same character that Hugh Jackman played in um in the the Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman, yes. Interesting. <laughs> I wonder if he is, if they play it, um, if they like show the true horrors that he committed, or if they play it like <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Uh, they probably just play it like Hugh Jackman, knowing Legends of Tomorrow. Um, but I, I, I would now like to see a side by side comparison of the characterization of P.T. Barnum as done by Wolverine and the Phantom. Uh, that'd be pretty good. Uh, or even side by side now, one super handsome dashing guy and Hugh Jackman. Here's a. Here's another, like, what, so, Billy Zane should play the Joker. Just throwing that out there. Okay. <laughs> sure. Mm. I guess. Mm. Uh, I think I, you could do I, a really good wa- job. I would watch Ro- uh, Robert Battenbat beat the shit out of, um, out of Billy Zane's <laughs> out of Joker. Billy Zane. Yeah. <laughs> out of Billy, yeah. Just Robert Patterson just wailing on Billy <laughs> just Zane. Wailing for no on reason. Billy Zane. Why are all these cameras around? <laughs> this is not for a movie. <laughs> He said something very disparaging about something. Do you think? Uh, do you think Robert Patterson would make a good Phantom? You can't well, now, a, obviously, he's a... being Batman. But well, they're not part of the same universe. Should they fold in Robert Patterson as the Phantom into the MCU? That's my question. I think you could do it. 
I think you could but, do it too. Um, I get because I think with 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 um with the MCU in particular, it would just sort of feel like oh, this is a this is a white guy playing essentially Black Panther. Yeah, and, and I mean the fandom feels a little bit like that anyway. Yeah, but that that's just that was the nature of comics back in the day. You know, you were making yeah. it for a largely homogenous society of white people, and yeah. you were cashing in on the mystique of a foreign land. But if you uh, to potentially give you superpowers, I'd honestly be totally fine to just like make the fandom a black guy. I mean, sure, but it's just sort of it's it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Like, but like, because, if that's if it's that's not, the concern, a white I, guy I was, dressing up as a as a Black Panther. Well, it's more that like there's there's not you'd have to really characterize him differently to if you were going to roll fold him into the MCU because he's basically um like it, it doesn't it doesn't feel fundamentally different enough from Black Panther. I think he's different enough. He lives in a big skull for one on his own. <laughs> um, well, and I think you could have him be this like. A, a, like another Captain America level, like truly good guy. Yeah. Well, you, you need you need a new Captain America because Captain America's gone. Although I'm guessing we're going to get that in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. But yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting because neither of those characters are good enough boys. To oh, fit the that Falcon! Role. The Falcon's a good boy. What are you talking about? <laughs> like the Falcon's a pretty good boy, but if. <laughs> But he's not the goodest boy, is he? He's not. No, because Chris Evans Rogers. is the goodest boy. I mean, <laughs> yes, I meant Steve Rogers too. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Billy Zane should play the next bad guy in um in the in the Knives Out sequel that has Velma in it, <sighs> starring Velma the character. Yeah, animated. In the they they do it like like Looney Tunes back in action, like the Space Jam. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Oh, I love it. Oh, I want that so bad now. <laughs> and on that game note, being like I don't understand how these crimes can happen in the third dimension. Um, have you seen um the the Supernatural did a Scooby Doo episode? Yes. But that's animated though, isn't it? Yeah, it's them going into the Scooby Doo world, but they take like a monster with them by mistake or something. Yeah. Um, it's great because like there are real monsters and real murders and the Scooby gang are like, bleh, eh. this <laughs> is like horrible. This. Monsters are real. Ah, it ah. should be old man Jenkins from the water park. <laughs> Can't yeah, handle yeah, it being a real thing. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It's really entertaining. Uh, um, mm. anyway, uh, what's your favorite Billy Zane role? Tweet us at video shop pod. Go check yeah, out the what's... fandom if you haven't seen it. So, tweet us, what's your favourite Billy Zane movie, and why is it Silence of the Hems? Uh, tweet us um, at Video Shop Pod <laughs> and say, Cal, Silence of the Lambs is bad, get help. That's all you need to say this week. I, I didn't say anything about Silence of the Lambs, Sam. I, I said hams. Silence of the uh, hams. fuck. Fuck. I meant hams. I meant hams. You all know I meant hams. I'll just edit. I'll, down the stairs. I'll edit. Which I'll edit this. Bum, boom, bum, bum, boom, boom. So fucking stupid. <laughs> Oh, uh, you 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 simply must. <laughs> I'm watch sorry. This movie. I'm sorry, Billy Zane. If Please. you're listening to this, Billy Zane, I'm so sorry. Oh, Billy, Billy, me boy. If you are listening, <laughs> and if anyone has tweeted this episode at you, please tweet this episode at Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 please tell me what it was like to make 
to make silence of the hams and what on god's earth anyone was thinking <laughs> i have i have to know uh, i'm in a lot of inner pain and i need answers damn it until then i have to keep inflicting it upon other people whenever i get the chance all right, all these, all these, all this ranting is giving me indigestion. So we should wrap this up. Yes, pack it up, pack it in, cancel. Let everything. me begin. <laughs> all right, um, see you, Neds.